Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome back to the Bad Movie Cult podcast, everybody. My name is Dominic Lawton. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Kenby Wild. Hello, everyone. If there's one thing this podcast loves, it's a holiday-themed episode. We fucking love them. We do them all the time. Yeah, we do. Uh, very rarely on time. Hopefully this one's out on time. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> It'll mean nothing if it isn't. <laughs> Today we are covering the 1993 Harold Ramis film, Groundhog Day. Freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out. He's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... It's Groundhog Day! In Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Bill? Ned Ryerson? Bang! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? At first, he was a little anxious. Bill? What? Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? I'd say the chance of departure is 80%. But now, we could do whatever we want. He's discovering the possibilities. Don't you worry about cholesterol? Why? And living life mm. like there's Phil? no tomorrow. Phil Connors! Ned! Because there isn't. I am an immortal. I have been stabbed, shot, burned, frozen, electrocuted. I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. He's out of his gourd. But to get what his heart wants most... What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? ...means living this day over again, <laughs> till he gets it right. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <laughs> what a waste of time. I studied 19th century French poetry. La fille qui j'aimerais. You speak French. Oui. Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the Groundhog. I always drink to world peace. Well, what should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. <laughs> he might be okay. Yes! Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. Uh, IMDb rating, Ken, what do you reckon? Oh, I'm going to go 6. 6.1. 8.1 out of Holy 10. Holy shit. This film is ranked 224 in IMDb's top 250 films. What? It has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 94%. This has got to be the highest we've Jesus. ever covered. 
the hell are we doing? <laughs> I've got a plot for you. Yes, hit me with it. A narcissistic, self-centred weatherman finds himself in a time loop on Groundhog Day. Oh, yes. That's it. Simple as that. I like Simple, it. Simple, yeah. Got some keywords for you. Yes, please. Time loop. Yep. Repetition. Hmm? Deja vu. What? Time loop. Yes. Repetition. Hmm? Deja vu. What? Time loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's plenty more of that to come, folks. <laughs> Got some taglines for you? Yeah, go for it. Time loop. <laughs> Repetition. Oh, beautiful. What would you do if you were stuck in the same day over and over? Anything you want and everything your heart desires. Well, that's nice, isn't it? You like that one? Not really, no. It's a bit long-winded, isn't it? He's having the worst day of his life over and over. See, I like that one. Mm-hmm. He's having the day of his life over and over again. Yeah. I was going to say worst is a bit extreme, isn't it? Mm. It's not that bad. No. You know, you don't really do that much that's bad about it. He could be missing a, a deadline for Carl Weathers on that exactly, day. Exactly, yeah. That'll be the worst day of his life, I tell you. Hell. <laughs> Even bear thinking about reliving that every day. Uh, this film, directed as we said by Harold Ramis, who's also directed Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, and Analyze This. He was also probably more well known as being Egon. Of course he was. Huh? In That's the Ghostbusters, I know him. Yep, filled out a bit, though, hasn't he? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Danny Rubin. Harold Ramis did a rewrite on it, and Bill Murray, uh, I think, did a revision to it as well at some point. The initial, you got the initial idea after reading The Vampire Lestat, your mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's Lestat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he pondered immortality and what would one do with one's time if your time was limitless. That's where the initial the initial acorn that the mighty oh, wow. Groundhog Day tree grew from. He opened the calendar next to him and picked the nearest holiday, which was Groundhog Day. Incredible. Incredible stories. Yeah, he liked the idea because no one really knew much about it. It's a recognised holiday, but he could sort of mess around with it if he wanted to. That's true. It means nothing to us over here, does it? No. In the UK. The weatherman in question is Phil Connors, played by Big Bill Murray. Yes. Do you want to know some other actors considered for the role, Kenneth? Uh, Yeah, go on then. Chevy Chase. Yeah, okay. Tom Hanks. Tom bloody Hanks. Fun oh, it was, Tom it was Hanks. Fun Tom Hanks, though, wasn't it, back then? Was yeah. it by the 90s? Was he was 93, he... probably. Burbs. I don't know, wasn't he? Or was that 80s? Wasn't he more Forrest Phil... Gumping by Ooh. this time? Yeah, he was. He was, right. he was Oscar, wasn't he? Oscar Tom Hanks. Philadelphia. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone. He's lost the fun Tom Hanks. Yeah, and Michael Keaton. That'd have been all right. Yeah. It'd have been a lot scarier, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, sitting in his Batman <laughs> outfit, <laughs> doing the weather. <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that one. That would have been. I don't know. He's he could, he's comedy, though, isn't he? Yeah, not he's pretty. Keaton. Yeah, he's funny. Keaton's, Keaton's a good, good com- juice, comedy actor. You know? yeah. Maybe not that zany. He's <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice costume. Yeah, he's got Batman up top, Beetlejuice down below. <laughs> Whatever that means. No, I'm not sure. Uh, Hanks was Ramis's first choice, but he rejected it, saying he was he's looking been, for Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm going for Oscars these days. He says because he's typecast as a nice guy, the audience would expect the redemption story. Whereas Bill Murray, and this was in quotes, but I don't know who the the quotes give either Ramis or uh, Hanks. I assume it's Ramis. 
said uh, Murray was such a miserable son of a bitch on and off screen that the outcome would be less predictable. True. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody plays it as well as Bill Murray does this character. No, it's oh, essentially, this is him, isn't it? It's essentially Venkman. Scrooged again, isn't it, yeah. as well? It's like it's the same story as Scrooge without ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Keaton declined the film because he just didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> He's all for getting nuts at one time, wasn't he, though? Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. He understood fucking Beetlejuice, but he didn't did understand, he understand Groundhog multiplicity? Day. What the bloody hell? I think that was after this, so oh, was it? he, he oh, warmed so he, to the so idea. He, so he researched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen multiplicity, by the way. Neither have I. It's a lot of Michael Keaton, yeah, isn't it? lots of Keaton. I think Andy McDowell. Lots of Keaton for your buck. Uh, Danny Rubin, who wrote it, he wanted Kevin Klein because he didn't think Murray had the acting chops to pull off the dramatic bits. Mm. And Ramis says, "Don't worry, this is what Bill Murray can do. He can be nasty, and you still and still make you like him." True enough. We also have Andy McDowell as Rita. Uh, the character wasn't there to trade witty comments with Phil, the weatherman, but to provide human warmth and intelligence. And McDowell was hired as she brought an effortless grace to the role. Yeah, she's not overly good at acting, though, is she? She's uh she's fit though, isn't she? Yeah, I guess so. She's like a like an attractive every woman so, kind of thing, isn't she? Yeah. Really? She's uh yeah. You'd you'd look at her more than once, but not necessarily the stuff of dreams. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's it. Massively disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her. Yeah. Even if Ken doesn't. Andy, oh, if you're no, listening. Of course. <laughs> Uh, singer Tori Amos was considered for the role. Yeah, into that. Th- is it just because of the hair? Probably. Yeah, just lots of hair and wavy hair. Yeah. Because they could have gone for um, her from Seinfeld. Dreyfus. Dreyfus, yes. yeah. <laughs> Julia Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have gone for her. Mm. She was in there. Yeah, it looks pretty much exactly, exactly like that. Yeah. I, 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 I often get those two confused. Yeah. But um, she was in uh, Christmas Vacation, wasn't she? She was. Bend Dreyfus. over and I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> not, not you, Ken. That's <laughs> so I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, Danny Rubin still receives letters years later from fans, religious leaders, philosophers and psychiatrists who recommend the film to their patients, as well as addicts who have told him that it helped them realise they were trapped in their own repeating cycle. Oh my God, isn't it so true? So yeah. many ways to view the film. Bill Murray changed his opinion on it years later and called it probably the best work I've ever done. Stephen Tobolowsky, who played Ned Ryerson, <laughs> said in a 2018 interview, he's able to be both antagonistic and protagonistic at the same time. He's everything that's horrible and everything that's wonderful. I think Bill Murray's performance will stand as one of the greatest comedic performances of all time. Bing! Bing! <laughs> the Writers Guild of America listed it 27th in the best screenplay written in the last 75 years and third on its funniest screenplays. BBC did a poll, 52 countries, funniest films made, to which this came fourth. And in 2006, the United States Congress selected this film for preservation in the National Film Registry. But is it a bad film? Let's find out. (laughs) It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So we get the uh, the Simpsons opening at the beginning. Yes, yeah, comedy music. Yeah. All that bollocks, yeah. Uh, we meet Phil Connors, TV weatherman for Channel 9 Pittsburgh. Yeah, just messing about, isn't he? He's messing about. He's a likeable weatherman. He is, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like blowing. I'd imagine he does that every day. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? It's not funny if you do it every day. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's like, I, I think this is just a snapshot of what he's up to. He shows us that the blizzard will just miss them all in Pittsburgh there, and he tells us that he won't be in the studio tomorrow. He's off to cover the Groundhog Day Festival in the small town of Punxsutawney. Yeah, very Punxsutawney. nice. Very nice indeed. His co-anchor says he must really love doing it. It's your third time, isn't it, Phil? And he's like... This is his first deadpan face, isn't it? Yeah. Where he just says fourth. As soon as they cut, he dashes off. His anchor tells him to have fun. He calls her hairdo, which I thought was funny. Says there's a major network after him. That'll be the home shopping network, laughs cameraman Larry. Oh, Larry. Played by the guy with the small hand in Scary Movie. That's him, yeah. That's his name. <laughs> Not Daniel Stern, if that's who you think it is. It no, isn't. you know, I, I did look it up to make sure it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thankfully not. This guy's Phil's camera uh, camera crew operator. It's Chris Elliott, his name is. Chris Elliott. He'll be going with him to cover the festival, so expect to see more of this man. Who else you can see more of is Andy McDowell, who's there. She's news producer Rita Hansen. Yeah, because you can't see a lot of her at the moment, can you? Because she's on the blue screen messing about because she's like childish wonder. Yeah. It's like it's her first day on the job or something. But uh, yeah, we, we get the idea that she's actually a proper producer, I guess. Yeah. Although she is acting Up like, and coming. Acting like bloody Tom Hanks in Big. Yeah. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's laughing about everything. It's just like, sort yourself out. The other um, news anchor's like, are you sure you don't want me to cover the 10 o'clock? And uh, Phil's like, I don't want to stay in Punxsutawney more than I have to. I'm getting back here. And he does point uh, Andy McDowell out to, to Phil and says that, oh, she's a lot of fun. I like the line that he comes out with. He says, she does seem like fun, but not my kind of fun. I'll see you later. And off he goes. There's yeah. a great song to kick us into the credits as well. Um, he do, Ken, have you ever uh, offered a woman your blood sausage? Many times. Have you? Yeah. Never never take me upon it. No. Well, no. Bill Murray gets rejected here as well, if, yeah, that, if well, that helps. No, well, you know, me and him, one of a, two of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> Kindred yeah. spirit. Yeah. He does say again how he, he wants to leave uh, the station... Says that people are going to see him on TV covering the Groundhog Festival and assume he's got no future. They drive past the cinema. Do you know what's on? Uh, Groundhog Day? That'd be ridiculous. No. It's not a Scream movie, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Heidi 2. What the fuck's that? It's a sequel to Heidi. What's Heidi? A fucking bird up in the mountains, isn't it? Sheep, sheep herding and all that shit. Oh. There's a new one I'm... coming out as well, Mad Heidi. Where she's got a machine gun and everything. She was like, yeah, yeah. Sounds like one of our film pictures yeah, for I've it. I've seen Heidi. No. She was like goat Peter the Goat Herder and all that business. No. You're not selling it to me, Kenny. Yeah. Peter the Goat Herder? Yeah. No, no, not seen it. Not, not, I don't know if I've seen a film, Heidi, but I fucking know about it. It used to be on a kid's TV show as well, Heidi. Is this with the, like, the hair? That's like, well, they've got hair, yeah. It's they're like people. They're they not, wear they're not cone heads. <laughs> yeah, they're up in the mountains, up in the Alps. Or is that sound of music? I don't fucking know. It's, they're up in bloody mountains somewhere. She lives with the grand, grandpa, grandfather, and P- little Peter. I'm sure of it. I'm sure that's Heidi. Anyway, Mad Heidi's coming out soon, so you watch that, then you'll learn the story. Well, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so Heidi, Heidi too. anyway. I don't think it really exists. It's a joke film. We get to Punxsutawney and uh, Phil immediately rejects staying in the hotel they pull up outside of, calling it a flea bag. You're going to have to call it Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. What did I say? You can't say Tony all the time. Punxsutawney. We'll get get bloody emails. Punxsutawney. We'll get messages. There we go. We'll get Twitter lighting up. Yeah, we're we're massive in Punxsutawney. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rita tells him that he isn't staying there and Larry's just dropping her off. 
And uh, he's actually staying in a lovely bed and breakfast on Cherry Street. It, does, it looks nice, though, doesn't it? Mm. I think he's right. It does look nice. Phil tells her that's a sign of a great producer, keeping the talent happy. Anything I can do? And he says, will you help me with my pelvic tilt? <laughs> <laughs> Again, something I've asked <laughs> many people. Uh, Rita offers him to come to dinner with her and Larry. Phil declines, tells him to go get some rest. He'll see them in the morning. He does that weird, like, I've seen Larry eat and then puts his whole fist in his own mouth. Mm. Larry asks Rita if Phil just referred to him as the talent. Did he just call himself the talent? They have a little laugh and uh, Phil's like... He eats his own fist. (laughs) And Phil's like, I can hear you. You've just got in the fucking van. (laughs) I'm still sat here. (laughs) You see him really sad in the van (laughs) after he said it. Uh, the next day, Phil gets woken up. It's 6am. 6am, yes. His radio's playing I Got You Bay by Sonny and Cher. Have you ever seen the video to that? Yeah. When they're, sing- they're on the stage together. Yeah, when, they t- when he turns around. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's yeah. a leggy beauty and all that. Lovely long hair. And she's like, wow, absolutely flawless. And he turns around. A bloody Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> With these big glasses. <laughs> Has he got the big glasses in that like one? A, like bucket like, hair. Like Peter Beardsley. Yeah, he's got... <laughs> For you UK football fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, fair play to him. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody married to him. Yeah. Well done, Sonny. <laughs> uh, we get the Americans, typical American DJ shtick. It's yeah. all 100 miles an hour and nothing makes sense. A bit like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this ain't 100 miles an hour, is it? <laughs> it's fucking four hours long. Absolutely not. Imagine doing this live. <laughs> Coming soon on tour. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. Today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Uh, I hardly. So. And, you know, you can expect hazardous travel later today with that, you know, that, uh, that blizzard thing. Oh, that blizzard thing. Mm. That blizzard thing. Oh, well, here's the report. The National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Yes, yeah. they are. But, you know, there's another reason why today is especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold, okay. But the big question on everybody's lips. Yeah, their chap lips. On their chap lips, right. Do you think Phil's going to come out and see his shadow? Punks a tawny Phil. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Get up and check that hog out there. Come here, Groundhog. Have you seen how he sleeps? He's laying flat on his back tucked in beyond belief with his <laughs> arms right by his side. <laughs> Nobody sleeps like that unless they're dead. And his PJs on. Yeah, which is fair enough. How do you, you, know? how do you it's sleep? It's cold, isn't it? It's snowing out there. Arse up in the air. Yeah, like Marty McFly, I sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody used to. <laughs> it was the 80s, Yeah, well, it was the 80s. Yeah, this is the 90s. Now everyone just sleeps like flat on a board. Yeah. Yeah, nobody sleeps like that. Do you remember that, guys, in the 80s where we always just sleep with our asses in the air? <laughs> our faces mashed into the pillow. Remember? <laughs> we didn't know, did we? No one knew. No one told no us that we to could. sleep back then. <laughs> you to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. You're watching a film, you think, that's how you do it. That was it for me. Yeah. Slept like that until Groundhog Day. <laughs> now we all sleep like <laughs> yeah, Lego men. Now we sleep like, a, yeah, like I'm just cardboard. You think it's going to be an early spring? 
Yeah, well, he's he's good, isn't he? Because he gives him uh, was it March twenty first? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the guy's just like, oh, hang on a minute, I think that actually is when spring. Yeah, and he's fucked off. He's that gone. That is the first day of spring. Yeah, he's out. He's gone. He's not interested. He knows when the first day of spring. He's a bloody weatherman. Meets the landlady. As I say, been out a shitload of films. Bill Murray sarcasm turned up to eleven. Yeah, yeah, he's good though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Asks her for a cappuccino scoffs when she says she hopes he enjoys the festivities. Uh, she asks if he'll be checking out today, to which he tells her chances of that are 100%. Yeah, he's out of there. Grabs a coffee, fucks off, walks past an old homeless man, pretends to look for change and walks off. Yeah, well done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bumps into Ned Ryerson now. Yeah, we get the Phil! Phil Connors! Yeah. Yeah, and uh, enter the most annoying character in the film. <laughs> yeah. But played brilliantly. Yeah, I was going to say, Absolutely is this... Absolutely awful guy, this guy. He's got to be one of the more, most iconic sort of secondary characters yeah. in a comedy, this guy. Everyone remembers him from Every, this film. Everything he does, it's one of those where you just think, everybody actually kind of thinks, oh, I've met somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and would avoid them at all times. <laughs> yeah, which is what he tries to do. Phil! Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me, because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned! Ryerson! Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Again! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! <laughs> so did you turn pro with that belly button thing, Ned, or No, what? Phil, I sell insurance. What a shock. Do you have life insurance? Because if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, right, right. Ned, I would love to stand here and talk with you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> See I like how he says, uh, I did the whistling belly button trick at high school in the high school <laughs> talent show. Got the shingles real bad senior year. <laughs> Dated uh, your sister until you told me not to. And I like Bill Murray's responses. So did you go pro with that whistling belly button thing? Or? <laughs> he's great, though. He actually says, he's. Um, I'd love to stand here talking to you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Everything he says to him is brilliant. Bill Murray's the perfect character yeah, actor for this. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Even like facial expressions and things like yeah, that, little just, things yeah. he does. Yeah, it's just... He's just Bill Murray, isn't it? Yeah. He was exactly the same. I say in Scrooge, he was the same in bloody Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, but brilliant. Phil walks off from uh, Ned and steps in a water-filled pothole. Mm. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy, says Ned. Yeah. The Pennsylvania polka plays as Phil walks through the town. Is this what you lot do over there, is it? You go to your town <laughs> square and do a jig to polka music. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Well, she's enjoying it, isn't she, Rita? Oh, yeah. You know, oh. There are other place called Gobbler's Knob. Gobbler's Knob, yeah, one of Ken's films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to use a real animal. Yeah. In that film, I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this bit when Rita's like, oh, they've been dancing all night, they go to the fire when they're cold, and they go dancing some more, and Bill Murray's response. This is a great line. It's like, yeah, they're Hicks, Rita. <laughs> 
I actually thought he said dicks. Well, that was <laughs> just a bit, a bit more harsh. Yeah, yeah, it just made me laugh. Even when he said, like, "Yeah, did you sleep well without me?" You tossed and turned, didn't you? And his little look he gives us so yeah. funny. Uh, he d- he does the report sort of half-heartedly. My actual note is: Is this an actual thing that happens? Like they it's knock on a little door. It is. it is. Oh my god! Would you go watch this? It? No, I wouldn't. No. I'm not interested in this. I wouldn't be there anyway. Looks like it's packed out anyhow. That place. You know, the first year after this got released, mm. thirty-five thousand people went to Punxsutawney <laughs> to go and watch this. Wow. I bet they were so disappointed Bill Murray wasn't there. This is literally... So you take a groundhog out of a little doorway, you pretend to speak to it, then you unravel a scroll that's been written by think, someone else. And The thing is, right, you're saying, is this what happens? Today is that day, and you will see it on the news. I know we're not recording on the day. This isn't live. We've discussed that. Don't break the illusion, Ken. They think we're talking directly to them. <laughs> but you will see it. We are talking to you. If you, Anyone there? Anyone? I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, but it, of course it happens. Do you know who else likes Gobbler's Knob? Your mum, that's who. (laughs) Harold Ramis didn't make this up, did he? That was the point. And who was it, wrote it, sorry? Danny Rubin. Yeah, they haven't made this up. You just you literally said they've picked the first one they found. Yeah, but then he was saying like we could play around with the traditions of it if we needed to. This This is the actual Yeah. Wow. Far be it from me to tell you Americans how to live your life. Well, far be it from for them to listen to you. <laughs> well, that, they're showing that, aren't they, in the in the listening figures. Uh, anyway, Punxsutawney, Punxsutawney Phil. He predicts six more weeks of winter and everyone boos him. Oh, yeah, everyone <laughs> throws sticks at him. Yeah. It's the, um, you know, the mayor or the, the groundhog keeper, whatever the hell his Buster. role is. Yeah. He was in... Um, Christmas vacation as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah, he was the boss, wasn't he? he was yeah, Gris- Mr. Shirley. Yeah, Gris- Griswold's boss that yeah. they kidnapped. Uh, Bill Murray's uh, brother. It is his brother, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that, everybody. There's the- a little bit of info for you, if you didn't know. The giveaway is he looks just like him, but shorter and fatter yeah. and older. And he's got a great voice, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he has got a great voice, yeah. yeah. But Quite- they actually look the same, even though he's shorter and yeah, fatter and older. Yeah, <laughs> only when, you, like, only when yeah. you look at them and yeah. think, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like in uh, vacation. I never, never got that at all. It's when like they're on the it's stage together. Only when I together. Looked, up, looked, looked up on this, I think, is when I actually thought, "Oh shit, yes." Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So there you go. If you didn't know that, uh, it is his brother. Uh, is it Doyle? Brian. Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray comes out with a great line delivered perfectly here, where he says, "This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather." <laughs> 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 yeah, he gets told off for that as well, doesn't yeah. he, by, by Rita. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's loving it. The blizzard does eventually hit because they're leaving town and they get stopped halfway and Bill Murray jumps out of the van to speak... looks cold, on it? ...to speak to the uh, state trooper or whatever he is. And the state trooper says, you've got two choices. You can either go back to Punxsutawney or you can stay here and freeze to death. And Bill Murray stands there and he's like, well, what's your choice going to be? And he's like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> And another great sight gag where he's on the phone saying he's a celebrity and help, he needs another line. You see a guy outside shoveling snow. And then that guy comes in and the camera hasn't moved. And Bill Murray's on the phone and the guy turns and hits him with the fucking shovel <laughs> on the back of the head. Basically, he tries to get the hell out of Punxsutawney, but he's not allowed to. And they've got to come back and stay the night. Yeah, it's a good job the room's still available. 
Isn't it? I imagine they'll want to stay in there after the Ground Dog Festival, you know how big that is. Say, oh. Ooh, name they're one all, they're person. All skipping and a dancing. They've oh, got to be having a few drinks as well, haven't they? They're not doing that without any alcohol fuel in it. Yeah, but is anyone checking in the next day so that room would be booked? No, but they... Yeah, because he's there for the night before, isn't he? So surely... Oh, yeah, I suppose they wouldn't be checking in. Hmm. Well, it's the world of the hotel, isn't it? <laughs> it's more complex than me and Ken could possibly imagine. Yeah. It's unfathomable. Yeah, which is why we haven't got a hotel. No. If you well, were we looking soon. for the bad movie called Hotel, yeah, that's coming soon. We will soon. <laughs> Reality TV, TV show. Me and Ken run a hotel. Yep, and you can come and visit. And we can watch shit films together. And me and Dom will just talk over them. Yeah. Be like uh, like Mystery Science Theatre, but we'll be in the room with you. Yeah, unless... Yeah, <laughs> but also sat in the way, so you yeah. can see our silhouettes. Yeah. <laughs> and whilst they script it all, so it's like as funny as it can be, we're off the cuff, so it won't be funny yeah, at so all. Yeah, so it won't. It'll just be annoying. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> that sounds fun. Stay, stay at our beautiful Carl Weathers suite. <laughs> it's all over these stars and stripes. Yeah, <laughs> just like absolute covered the room. Yeah, that'd be great. Americans would love that, wouldn't they? Yeah, stay in a room that's just everything's the stars and stripes. Yeah, and to align with the film pitches, uh, we'll get a black guy coming and rape you. <laughs> That's extra. <laughs> Look at that for free. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I have to edit that bit out. No, I don't think so. <laughs> then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Hey. Wakes up the next morning. 6am. And the radio that turns on, I got you, babe. Hopefully you're just going to play that every time we say he wakes up the next morning. You yeah, just play that I should bit. do, yeah. Um, meets the guy on the landing. Well, initially he thinks that they've got the wrong tape in. Yeah, he they thinks they're playing the same loop, doesn't he? They've, uh, they've messed up their radio show by playing yesterday's tape. Uh, he meets the guy on the landing again, asks him the same two questions, and Phil throws him against the wall and says, don't mess with me, pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> Which again is beautiful. <laughs> laughs in his face when he mentions that it's Groundhog Day again, goes downstairs. Same stuff with the landlady. He says, do you ever have deja vu? And she says, I don't know, I could check with the kitchen. That's actually a very good <laughs> that line. Is, well. yeah, that I is really good. enjoy that line. Yeah. He goes outside, he sees a woman, asks her where everyone's going. She replies, I'm going to Gobbler's Knob. And yeah. he's like, I didn't need to know, that's too much <laughs> information. Like, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she said it's Groundhog Day, and he's like, is it more than twice a year now? Yeah, yeah, he said it's still only once, isn't it? Meets all the old man. No, does it still does the, yeah, oh, I haven't got any still, change. Still does the check, yeah. Uh, Ned again as well. Uh, does he, like, push him away this, at this point? Yeah, he is this does, where he's yeah. freaking out? Yeah, yeah. Goes up and sees Rita, asks her for he help. He still steps in the puddle, though. Yeah. Gives it all the same. It's a doozy. Does all that again. Uh, Ask Rita for help. She tells him to do the broadcast and afterwards they'll talk. Is that the end of that day? He runs off, doesn't he? And that's it. Yeah. Cold shower yeah, again. Yeah, has a shower. Freaks out because he's done the same thing again. He rings asking about the long distance lines when they'll be um, yeah. repaired. They hang up on him because they said um, 
tomorrow and he says, how can, how are you sure tomorrow's going to happen? It didn't happen today. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow never comes. We should cover that, actually. That's when he, that's when he starts have, singing and he starts like sweeping the floor. <laughs> I have stories of doing that as a play at school. What, Bugsy? Mm. Yeah, great. Not, not the film with Warren Beatty, obviously. Bugsy Malone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should cover it. I'm going to write it down on the list. Excellent. Could do with a few more on that list. <laughs> I think about 70 of them on here. Yeah. There's another song called Tomorrow from Annie. If you want to do Annie, fuck off. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? <laughs> so what do we know, Ken? Let's stop and just discuss. We find out his day unfolds in almost exactly the same way each time. He can change his own behaviour, but other people do the exact same thing mm-hmm. that they did the previous day, unless Phil does something to change the... Yes, yeah, he's the only changing influence, isn't yeah. he? Otherwise, everything's the same. Yeah, he's aware of the repetition, so every single day he doesn't start again, he, he knows every day's happened, yeah. no one else does. And I think that's about it. Oh, he begins each morning 6am, wakes up in the room. That's, that's the rules of this film now. Yes. Everyone's oblivious to it but him. Restart at 6am every single day. Yeah, because he does. He does all the, uh, I need help. He speaks with Rita. Um, there is a funny bit uh, in the, when they're in the diner. And um, that like trucker guy turns around and says, Phil, you're called Phil. What, like like the groundhog? And he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why on earth would anybody be that excited about that? Yeah. Somebody having the same name as someone else. Ridiculous. But it made me laugh. Do you know what that guy's out of? Uh, many things. Yeah. Doesn't he dress the same in all of them as well? Yeah, he's the, the neighbour in the burbs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. With fun Tom Hanks. He is. And he's thinking he's dressed these like are all, These are all linked. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. He's yeah. dressed in the same clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been wearing them since the burbs. Yeah. Uh, he ends up drinking in a bar at the night time with the, the guy from the burbs and another guy. Yeah, um, I, I like I like these two. Yeah. They're fun. And he, he asks them a great question. He says, what would you do if you were stuck in one place every day and it was exactly the same and nothing you did mattered. And they both look at each other. <laughs> that other guy was just like, yep, that about sums it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that. When I watched that, I actually thought, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all when we watch it? Uh, hammered, they jump in one of the locals' car. Uh, Phil, Phil drives them because they're both just hammered. Yeah, they are, they are. Co- comedy drunk, though. Comedy drunk, you know, they're having, they're fun drunk. Yeah. You know. They're not you, like vomiting. No. They're crying. They, they, they do the, uh, oh, I might be sick. They do all that, but they're not actually being sick. They're not violent. They're not overreacting to stuff. They're just comedy drunks. Yeah, or even worse than all that, just dead weight on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know that when your mate's just yeah, dead weight and we, you can't fucking move him. right, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe you punch me in the ear. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you wouldn't sure move, would happened. you? Well, I don't know what happened there. Blood-filled ear. Yeah. Massive ear. It's better than, I remember my mate Gary, remember how big Gary's head is? Yeah. Well, he was passed out on the floor, he was dead weight, we couldn't fucking get him up. Bloody, Too top-heavy. <laughs> Bloody sniper's dream, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Hi, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> they end up speeding through the town, they're hitting shit, uh, Phil's going on about, you know, I'm sick of people telling me what I can and can't do. Don't drive on the train tracks, he says. Yeah, and he says, well, that's everyone I agree with. Yeah. <laughs> but they're on the train tracks. The police are there because they've caused a bit of a scene. They've smashed stuff up. And because he's thinking, well, there's no consequences, is there? That's, yeah. that's what he's, he's, he's come to accept that. I think somebody says something and he just thinks, oh, yeah. Yeah, what if there's no consequences? And the, he 
he thinks, well, yeah, there isn't. Well, I think he's thinking as well, like, if I, I get he's arrested... It. Yeah, yeah, he's testing it. He said, I'll be somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And when I wake up, it'll be somewhere else. It'll be different. I've changed the uh, the system. Yeah. They play chicken with a train and then jumps out of there at the last minute. Not sure what happens to the police. You yeah, they're to, right behind yeah, him, You've got they? to assume they've also got off the tracks because you don't hear an explosion or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but he could have murdered those police officers. Because he no gets way. off the track straight away, doesn't he? But they've still got the blue and white yeah. lights behind him. Yeah. Uh, they end up getting knocked off the road by the police, and when they go to arrest them, uh, he winds his window down and uh, orders some fast food off them. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Three very cheeseburgers, nice. uh, two fries. <laughs> the old drunk guys like and some flapjacks. It's like too early for flapjacks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in in the clink, in the slammer, sitting there, the door slams shut. That's it. In there for the night. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? What? In the slammer for the night? Oh yes. Dr- night of drinking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Uh, Phil wakes up and he's back in his uh, bed and breakfast. Yeah, six o'clock. Timeline's been reset, much to Phil's delight. This is when he realises that nothing he does has any long-term consequence. Yeah, so he's been upset, hasn't he? But now he's actually pleased about it because he's realised that he can do what he wants. Yeah, so it's it's a change of him because he's like been just annoyed at it. Now he's pleased because he knows he can just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, I guess. But again, he's still only got like 24 hours. Yeah. Kisses the landlady when he goes downstairs. Tells the old man, oh, tomorrow I'll give you some money. Yeah. Ned comes up to him. He's like, Phil? And he goes, Ned! And just punches him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Knocks him out. brilliant as well. (laughs) Yeah, great the way he does that. We cut to the the diner and he's ordered all of the junk food off the menu. Yep. And uh, Rita says, don't you worry about cholesterol, lung cancer, love handles? And he says, I don't worry about anything anymore. I don't even have to floss. Then he sticks a whole slice of cake in his mouth. Um, incidentally, the uh, the stepping off the curb. That gives it a miss. Someone else does it. Yeah. And he gives a little smile to himself. It's one of those where you think, I'd probably do that as well. Where you just have a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he does. He, he goes. He nearly to ste- does. He goes though, to he? step, and then he remembers, and he doesn't, and somebody else steps in it, and he's got a little smile. Yeah, guys, go back and watch that a little bit, and watch that guy come onto screen because it's the most unnatural walk yeah. anyone's ever done in their life. This this extra, and it's just the angle he's walking at yeah. as well it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, and his head up as well, walking yeah. like a bloody lunatic. Yeah, still, you know, it's a good visual gag. Yeah. Rita's so disgusted at the slice of cake in the mouth without chewing it that uh, she belittles him in poetry format. <laughs> yeah, which is normal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a normal thing to do. She starts quoting Walter Scott. And uh, but Bill Murray laughs in her face about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd have interrupted her halfway through it yeah. if I hadn't got a mouthful of cake, perhaps. Yeah, yeah but um, it'd just be like, what? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What the bloody hell are you on about? Yeah, but I don't know. It's one of those, isn't it? It's like, I guess that's that her character. Yeah. But what's, what's the point of it? Well, yeah. I know a... poetry comes in later on, but it doesn't have to come in here. Mm-hmm. There's no point of it here. There's no place for it. <laughs> There's no place for poetry here. <laughs> this is Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney Diner. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no point, though, is there? No. And it's so long-winded that basically she's just calling him a bit of a pig, mm. but in long-winded, flowery poetry. Yeah, she calls him the wretch. That's the first. She just ended there. She called him a wretch, yeah. and there we go. Yeah. Young wretch. Uh, he refuses to go with them, knowing that they're going to have to turn back anyway, and instead he spots an attractive lady alone Ooh, in the diner. Yes. Yeah, so what high school she goes to, a teacher, her name, and then recites it back to himself and says, okay, see ya, and yeah. then leaves. Uh, her name is Nancy, by the way. Nancy. Hey, Nancy. <laughs> Watch this. And cuts his own dick off. <laughs> oh, yeah, like Freddie did. <laughs> Yeah, the Dick Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's the, the Ken, Ken's... Um, <laughs> That's one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Ken's spoof of it. <laughs> it wasn't very funny. Wasn't Dick Warrior a stuntman? Uh, no, it's Dick Warlock. Oh, that's it. Dick Warrior was a very different stuntman. <laughs> different yeah. type. One of Ken's mates. Stuntcock. <laughs> Sorry, Ken be wild and Dick Warrior. <laughs> Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> the movie. Uh, um, next day, he uses that information to seduce Nancy. By the end of the day, he takes her back to his room at the old uh, bed and yeah, breakfast. She, she pretends to remember him as well. Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that, women? What's all that shit about? I guess she didn't want to appear rude, like, no, I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, but, okay. I don't think that would happen over here, though, if you try to pretend you I sat think next it, to them. I don't think a... it happens anything. you just like, hello, we went to school together. It's like, so what? And you'd be like, Bye, Again, I think that's the British way yeah, of saying I stuff, know, to be honest. So. <laughs> Hi, I think we went to school together. Even if you did, the girls are just like, you'd so? Like, you'd be like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> my, uh, I went out drinking with my cousin um, once, and he held the door open for a girl. Uh, and uh, the look she gave him said that he'd never felt more like a piece of shit in his life than when that girl gave him that look for holding the door for her. What? <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with her? In Weatherspoons, so... Well, she slammed it in her face. Exactly, though. that's what he said. He was like, oh, well, next time I'll just fucking hold, put my foot against it so you can't <laughs> fucking get in. <laughs> what a son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. How dare he? Uh, ends up taking her back to the, the bed and breakfast. Uh, during the make-out session, he repeatedly calls her Rita. Yeah, bit, a bit odd, isn't it? He tells her that he loves her and she likes that. He says we should get married. Yeah, obviously, knowing that they're not going to. It's a yeah. good job it didn't uh, just carry on from that one. <laughs> that was his arc finished. That was it, done. Why would she be so ready to marry him and stuff like that? Um, oh, Well, she's there on her own, isn't she? She's there stuck in Punxsutawney. And he's by the a big, look of it. the big weatherman from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, the, that glamorous uh, job. <laughs> uh, if you yeah, if you're in Punxsutawney, that I probably guess is. So, there, yeah, isn't it? she's on her own and, you know, and all that business and uh, that's that's it. These these things happen in films. Mm. It's the bloody desperate housewives thing. All our fans in Punxsutawney, if uh, if a If you're a lonely lady. <laughs> yeah, would you accept Bill Murray's invitation to to get married? Yeah, after some sexy sex. Yeah, and he called you another woman's name. Be happy I, with that, would you? I'd imagine so. Anyway, we uh, next day he decides he's going to start stealing money. He buys a Rolls Royce. He's dressed as Clint Eastwood in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. That's actually very good, and it's totally pointless that he That's does that. Very isn't it? pointless, yeah, isn't it? yeah. But it did make me laugh. Call me Bronco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Bronco. Yeah. Who uh, is that woman? I'm not a clue. Not a clue, but she's the one you'd go for. Dressed in the French maid no, no outfit. No offence, Nancy. 
I mean, Nancy's an attractive lady, as is Andy McDowell, but who the hell was this woman? I don't know. Yeah, she's come out of nowhere dressed as a French maid. I like it when he goes to the cashier and he's like, one adult and looks at her and she's like, two adults. He's like, <laughs> okay, two adults, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah, he, he does. He, he steals all the money, doesn't he? They're going to see Heidi too, by the way. <laughs> that's the film that's on at the cinema. I'm Good telling guy. you. Then no, he's like, I love this film, so maybe it's a repeat of Good, the Bad and the Ugly. It's fucking Heidi too. It's it's the only, they pull up outside and that's the poster. That's all there is on there. It only says one film and it's Heidi too. I'm not having that Phil Connors' favourite film is Heidi too. I'm not having that it's a real basis on life, this film. It's <laughs> no one said that, Ken. No, you, you're putting it to me that Heidi too is what, dressed as Clint Eastwood? Yes. <laughs> She's dressed as a French maid. They're not Bill in the Murray. good, the bad, and the ugly, are they? Bill Murray. No French maids out in the Wild West. Yeah, but he told her that she was going to a fancy dress party. He's dressed like that, and he's like, my favourite. Yeah, but that's just because he can. And then tomorrow, nobody will remember it. Listeners, what do you reckon? You reckon he's going to see Heidi 2 or Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Heidi 2 know. is the only film that's on at that cinema. It says it. Because Ken was the manager of the the cinema at the time. <laughs> we only had one screen, right? <laughs> and they all no, we had three screens, but they all showed ID two. <laughs> couldn't get the rights to the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's <laughs> all their copyright laws. We couldn't do it. <laughs> he moves on, and uh, initially he tries to seduce Rita by uh, learning as much as he can from her on a daily basis. There's like a massive like montage now of the same scene over where he, he keeps getting little bits wrong, so he'll restart again. He gets like the um, the sweet vermouth with lime and a twist or whatever she drinks. And he actually drinks it. I liked it when uh, she was describing a perfect man. And he's just there going, <laughs> me? And like in everything she says, she's like, me? Yeah. <laughs> he's not pretty much me. He's like, he's, he's, he's muscular, but he doesn't show it. Yeah. He doesn't look in the mirror and he's like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I go months without looking in the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, I like that bit. Yeah, and and then we do. We get him like learning more every time, isn't it? Uh, he sabotages uh, the truck every day as well, so they can't leave, so he gets more time with her. He learns that she likes Rocky Road ice cream, sweet vermouth, French mm-hmm. poetry, yep. doesn't like white chocolate. Yeah, and he's uh, he says it out loud, doesn't he? Yeah. At one point. I no white like chocolate, it. no fudge, which was originally going to be the name of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get a t-shirt with that on. <laughs> no fudge on the back. That's what it is. Oh, I thought you meant that's what was written. No, 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 no. <laughs> Positioning of letters. Uh, the bit where she, um, where he quotes French poetry to her, always cracks me up the oh, way he yeah, delivers it. Great, yeah. She says, "I actually learned French poetry," and he's just staring at her, <laughs> like without any expression, and then he just comes out with all this French yeah, poetry. Beautiful French poetry. And before that as well, when he laughs in her face, when she says, no, I actually took 18th century French poetry in college. And he's like, what a waste of time. <laughs> uh, when he does that to her, she says, you speak French. And he just goes, oui. <laughs> yeah, and like, bats his eyes at Yeah, her. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's classic. That's a classic Bill Murray. But he ends up failing constantly with Rita. Every single scene ends with a slap. At one point, he's just trying to rush through the day. So like, they have a really nice thing where they do the snowman fight. And well, that's after the poetry one, isn't it? That's yeah. after he does the poetry one. 
and then they they go out and make uh, build a snowman together, and uh, they're attacked by some kids uh, with snowballs, and uh, they have a bit of fun with that. She falls, obviously falls to the ground. He falls with her, and they have a little kiss. The snowman trips one of the kids up. They run over Andy McDowell's head and cut her head off. Yeah, it's Jack Frost, everyone. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's the perfect day, isn't it? They've had a perfect day together. Ice my balls! That's what he says. He, he likes the quips, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> Ice my balls, bitch! Is that what he says? I think so. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so after the perfect day, <laughs> they go back to the hotel room and uh, ice his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he's there and, and he doesn't want her to go. Um, Snowballs. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Carry on. Yeah, he doesn't want her to go. Is uh, that what they're drinking? Yeah. What? Snow. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> what vermouth. Snow- snowballs. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what this, what's in a snowball. I don't drink fucking fancy Dan cocktails, do I? <laughs> I'm a bloody lager man. <laughs> There's lager in it. What? Lager and coconut. Coconut? Lager coconut with a foam top. What the fuck? That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's lovely. It sounds like a bath. What with lager in it? Oh, oh yes. yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, that sounds horrible. Lager and coconut. Oh, I don't like the sound. Of that, that was our all. nicknames, wasn't it? <laughs> at, at work. Yeah, you were little coconut. <laughs> it wasn't little coconut. It was simply coconut. <laughs> Well, behind my back, it might have been a little it coconut. Was, yeah. Here comes the little coconut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? I was just like, hi, guys. Has anyone seen lager? <laughs> I'll be around the corner. Lager, 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 lager. Doing that. Just <laughs> <laughs> about three hours. Petite noix de coco, they called me in French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you speak French. Oui. Anyway, yeah, so uh, that that does end because uh, he tries to get her to stay. Uh, gets a little bit rapey, to be honest. Yeah, he's like not letting her leave. Is and he? uh, then he says that he loves her, and uh, she has an absolute bloody go. She tears strips off him for all of this. Uh, she um, she's there saying you're profiling me. You don't know anything about me. He says I do. She's like, what have you spoke to my friends about me? But all this, are you spying, stalking, whatever it is? Back in the nineties, she says I could never love you because you only love yourself. Is what she says to him. Oh yeah, but he's got a great line back. He no says, white chocolate, no fudge. <laughs> he says I don't even like myself. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, yeah, and again, something that I've said. A snowball is a mixture of advocate and carbonated lemonade in equal parts. That doesn't sound very nice. That sounds fucking horrible. Is an advocate like egg? He was a football manager, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Was when you tricked my son into saying that, when he was the manager of uh, Sunderland, Dick Advocat. Yeah. And you said to him, uh, what do you think about uh, Dick Advocat? And my son, who was probably, I don't know how many years ago it was. Oh, he must have been... About like six or twenty-eight or something. <laughs> and uh, he said, "I like him." And he said, "What you like, Dick?" And he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, "You son of a bitch! It's a fucking child. <laughs> he was a child. You tricked into saying this. 
<laughs> bloody South Park. <sighs> bloody fish dicks. No. You actually said the words, do you like dick to my son? <laughs> to your six-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> and then looked at me when you'd said it. And I was like, and he says, yeah, I do. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, dog. <laughs> Anyway, that's enough of that. Right, wake up next day. What we got? Well, he begins to grow tired of the um, his existence, basically, starting every day over and over again. He starts one of the days by smashing the alarm clock. He kidnaps Phil. The oh, little groundhog. Phil. Yeah, he kidnaps the little groundhog from his own brother. And he drives off with it. Uh, yeah, we have uh, he gets in a stolen truck, drives into a, qu- a quarry. Where the the, uh, the groundhog's on the steering wheel. Yeah, it is, yeah. Apparently bit the shit out of him as well during all that. Yeah, he had to have rabies shots, didn't he? Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's Bill Murray, by the way. The groundhog bit Bill Murray, not the other way around. Yeah, well, that wasn't a trained animal from like a Hollywood Pets or whatever. That They literally caught it like two weeks before in a forest. Well, didn't it do well to learn all that? Learn how to drive in that <laughs> Just time. see it ra- <laughs> fucking going crazy on Bill Murray inside a fucking pickup truck. Um, he ends up driving off the quarry... <laughs> well, into the quarry, should I say. And uh, both Phil Connors and a groundhog die in a fiery yeah, explosion. They, they, um, they Thelma and Louise it, don't they? they <laughs> yeah, they hold hands. Off, they go straight <laughs> off the, uh, the, the cliff top. And uh, it's a great uh, landing. Mm. It's like right on the roof, isn't it? It's yeah. like right just upside down, smashes into the quarry floor. A and picture then... of Bill Murray and the groundhog just floats to the ground. <laughs> Larry actually says, oh, maybe they're okay. And then it bursts into flame and he's like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Which I liked as well. But then he wakes up the next day. Yeah, still, there we go. It's like, Death geez. cannot stop him. Commits yeah. suicide loads more times, but he like electrocutes himself. Yeah, uh, that's good. He just goes downstairs, unplugs the um, the toaster, doesn't he? I like how the landlady's like, morning, Mr. Connors, would you... Would you like some toast? Because he takes the toaster. <laughs> just goes back upstairs, electrocutes himself. <laughs> Short circuits the lights, doesn't it? And yeah. she's like, oh dear. He just stands in front of a truck. He uh, jumps from a building at one point. Yeah, really leaps, bad. Leaps off a clock tower, doesn't he? Yeah, really bad um, stuntman work there. Looks nothing like Bill Murray, the guy that's jumping off the, the clock tower. <laughs> Do you know, though, that, that, though, it would still ruin everyone else's day. Because they've mm. still got the rest of that day. So he's only just woken up when he electrocutes himself in the bath. Imagine that poor lady for the rest of the day, what she's going through. Someone's just electrocuting themselves to death in her building. Yeah. Yeah. First thing in the morning while everyone's having breakfast. That's a long day then to get over all that stuff. Well, that's what they say about suicide, isn't it? It's not you. It's the it's the people that yeah, are, are left behind and the devastation it causes to them. Yeah. It's just, you know... I think it's a bit harsh of Phil, to be honest. Mm. But there we go. That's who he is, self-centred. Only cares about himself. Through all this, though, he is able to befriend Rita and uh, in a more, like, not just for sex and to try and get off the, get off with her like I'm fucking in a teenage. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> a party tonight. I reckon I'm going to get off with Rita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rita. <laughs> 
Yeah, we actually know someone called Rita, and that's a disgusting. That's why I stopped that halfway through because I had that. Yeah, (laughs) disgusting. Uh, He ends up confiding her about his circumstances. This uh, like another time, and how he's reliving the day over and over again. And this is actually my favorite scene of the film. I think is when he starts going around people and telling the story. Convinces her by just saying, "I know this person. I know this," and like just telling us everything about them. There's a young couple. Yeah, that's nice. These these young couple. You know the young couple. The guy is. No. It's Michael Shannon. Oh, fucking hell, I saw his name in the credits and I thought, who the hell was he then? Yeah. He's, really? Yeah, he's the young lad in this. Oh, wow. Yeah, Michael... Be- before he just got, like, terrifying. An early... I think this is his first acting role. This is an extra, well, like, two lines in uh, Groundhog Day. Uh, yeah, and he goes around, he tells, like, he tells Rita everyone's backstory... And it's just really well done. Great acting in it by Bill Murray. What about me, Phil? Do you know me too? I know all about you. You like producing, but you hope for more than Channel 9 Pittsburgh. Well, everyone knows that. You like boats, but not the ocean. You go to a lake in the summer with your family up in the mountains. There's a long wooden dock and a boathouse with boards missing from the roof. And a place you used to crawl underneath to be alone. You're a sucker for French poetry and rhinestones. You're very generous. You're kind to strangers and children. And when you stand in the snow, you look like an angel. How are you doing this? I told you, I wake up every day right here, right in Punxsutawney, and it's always February 2nd. And there's nothing I can do about it. I think this is what sort of opened the door for Bill Murray with dramatic roles. Like Before this, he was only ever in comedies, and then after this, he did... Like Lost in Translation, well, that was like early 2000s, but he'd done stuff after this that was like more, and also put him as a sort of a leading man in a romance film. Like yeah, he showed he could do he, it. He can, he can do it. He's just, I think he's much more at ease being Comedy. The, the, the dick character, isn't he? Like yeah. this, the sarcastic miserable bloke. He didn't do like uh, comedy for ages though, did he? He did a lot of drama. Yeah, he's, he's good at it. He's still believable. Yeah, I think Oscar nominated for Lost in Translation. But yeah, he decides then to, to... That's when he wakes up alone. I don't believe that uh, he stays awake till six. Mm. I don't believe that. Yeah. I well, r- regardless, regardless, there is no way he wouldn't have tried it in the 40 years he's stuck in that loop. Well, they could have put it in the fucking film, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got time, Ken. They had to show him dressed as Clint Eastwood, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Watching Heidi, too. Yeah. Or, like, different attempts of escaping the town. Like He just never es- att- attempts to escape, does he? But I think they did have it in the script originally. They'd cut it out. Um, also, the reason for the um, the loop, like the studio was saying to them, like we need to have a reason why he's in this loop. And Harold Ramis says, "Well, we'll put, we'll write a reason, have it really late in the shooting schedule, so by then we just don't have time to shoot it because they didn't want to have a, a reason." Nice. Yeah, he decides instead to to do some self improvement and yeah. Uh, yeah, he wakes up alone. He gives some money to the uh, the homeless guy. Yeah, it's a yeah, massive she, fucking water there. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? just just folds out straight or gives it over to him. Yeah, basically decides he's going to be selfless from now on and try and help all the other people in town. Yeah, help. as well as being self, um, improving himself by learning ice sculpting. <laughs> That's the first thing you do, isn't it? Yeah, he he's, uh, learns poetry, doesn't he? Sits and reads poetry. He um, he decides he's going to learn the piano. Beautiful. And although he's like, turned a new leaf, you know, and he's doing all this, he does kick a little girl out of a piano lesson. 
That's the Kemby Wilde character of this That's film. She's quite a sad character. I didn't like that bit. Nah. Yeah, she, she looks back she at the... Look, yeah, because yeah. she's there for ages, just not knowing what to do. I love the fashion that she's got on there. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, of all the characters, Ken's a... So- <laughs> Just latched onto in this film. I did. I felt sorry for her. Yeah, she's just started starting a piano lesson, mm. and she gets kicked out because he offers her a thousand dollars instead. So she kicks this little girl out of her lesson, and she looks absolutely crestfallen. She looks devastated by that. Well, she's got to go through it for forty years every single day. <laughs> or maybe, maybe her parents dropped her off there because they've gone to do something, and she's got nowhere else to go. And she's miles away from home and she can't get home. And now she's just stood out in the snow because that's happened. I'm looking forward to Ken's fan fiction of the life of this girl. <laughs> It'll be on the Bad Movie Called website. Make sure you yeah. have a read. She said to her mum, I don't want to go again. And she never did. And instead of being a, a, like a famous pianist, um, she, I don't know, she's a bloody prostitute. I think I think like the, the the when the loop's broken that day he wouldn't have gone and had a lesson because he's playing it later in the night and he's saving I'm people isn't he? I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. I'm only saying what I was watching. <laughs> Felt very bad, very very bad for her. Yeah, and a little tear in my eye. I've got a daughter. That's what it does to you. That's what it does. <laughs> he saves Buster. Walks into the. Uh, the steakhouse and he's choking to death on steak gives him the heimlich maneuver turns gives her lights the cigarette for the woman he's li- he's literally going around and timing his day so he can save and help as many people yep. as possible that guy that guy that accosts him at the top of the stairs as well he he speaks to him in italian he's like buongiorno and yeah. he does all that and this guy's he's like really really pleased isn't he he walks off and he's got a big old smile on does his he face kiss him on the button? yeah he does yeah Mm. And he's he's got a really big smile on his yeah, face. Fingers in. He's really happy. Yeah, finger up the arse. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody annals. And he starts your day well, doesn't it? That? Yeah, it certainly does. A little perk in his step. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he learns ice sculpting. He's uh, he's getting better at the piano. Talking of fingering up people's asses, he has a quick <laughs> he has a quick uh, feel up of Ned. Doesn't he? Ned Ryerson is he? Yep. He's there. He's. Uh, I love that. He, that he, scene. Hug, he hugs him and says, uh, "I don't know where it is you're going, but can you call in sick?" That's brilliant. <laughs> and it freaks him out, and he, he backs away from him. So he finally gets rid of him. There's a nice scene with the homeless guy where he tries to save his life, but he constantly dies. And yeah. he takes him to the hospital, and the woman's like, "Sometimes people just die," and he's like, "Not today." Where's his chart? Yeah, and tries loads of times to save him, but ends up never being able to save him. Yeah. He does the um, he does the groundhog bit again, doesn't he? With a very heartfelt, um, emotional take, and uh, with all the cam- all the other camera crews are just yeah, everyone, everyone's got the cameras. Everyone's him. just watching him, and everyone's stood behind him, and the whole town are listening, and Rita's loving it. Yeah, everyone's She's like, there. "That was beautiful, man." She's there, bloody wet eyes, wet. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, beautiful, and then she says, "Hey, do you want to like?" Catch a get a drink or something, and he says, "No, I've got a few errands to run." Going to go watch Heidi too. It's the only <laughs> fucking film on in the town. <laughs> Dressed as a cowboy. Where does he get that sir, costume from? Punxsutawney costume shop. They've got an elite grade and, uh, Clint come, Eastwood costume. Yeah. <laughs> it comes free with a big titty model. It comes yeah. Dressed as a French maid. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Early in Punxsutawney. Maybe we should go. 
<laughs> I'd dress up for a cowboy like that for a day if they get one of them. Yeah, so anyway, he's, he's got errands to run. He uh, he runs up to a tree. He catches a kid who falls out of the tree. Never thanks him. No, he just runs off. Little bastard. Probably thinks he's a pedo. You know, that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. I, I saw a little boy fell off his bike, right? And um, and I went and I, I said, I didn't know what to do because he just fell off his bike. I was walking to school with my daughter and uh, this little boy jumped up on the on the curb and he slipped and he fell off his bike, and I thought, I can't ignore him and walk past him while he's on the <laughs> floor. step over him. Yeah, so I, thought, I can't do that. But am I allowed to speak to him? Because he's just a little boy I don't know. You're like, hello, little fella. <laughs> so what you saying? Yeah, I said, do you like dick? <laughs> <laughs> what I said I was, meant dick advocate. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> I just said, uh, are you all right, mate? And he said, Pedophile. And honestly, I thought, what if he shouts pedo when he's riding off on his bike? Because <laughs> he, got, he got back up, got on his bike, says, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And he just rode off. And I thought, he could have shouted pedo, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then there's me just walking to school with me bloody beard and glasses looking like a pedo. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he catches the boy, sends him on his way. Some women in a car uh, from the fifties, by the look of it. I don't know, I'm not sure yeah. what sort of uh, where they are. But they come from the past, but uh, yeah, it changes their tire. They've got a flat tire, and before they even can even get out, he's jacking the bloody vehicle up and changing their tire for him. Yeah, um, must be from the motor club. They say they do say that. Yeah, yeah, Heimlich's his own brother. Yeah, you'll pardon that expression. Yeah, in the steakhouse yep. that we mentioned, S- saves his life. Um, Punxsutawney uh, Motor Club was going to be our band name. <laughs> yeah, if we were local, that yeah. would have made more sense, wouldn't it? it? Couldn't fit on the t-shirt. Anyway, yeah. So then, then we go. It's like, a, oh, let's go to the party. There's a party going on, isn't there? After uh, the groundhog business, um, which we never knew about before, but now there is a party going on. Larry, the cameraman, he's there. And he's there with Nancy, yeah. isn't he? The the lady from before. So she really is desperate. Well, I think more like she was sitting at the bar and he's gone up to her just like... Oh, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, he, he thinks it's a date. Well, yeah, of course he I would. Suppose, I suppose we've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. It was a date to us, God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, and he's talking about like the intricacies of being a cameraman and how hard it is, and she's looking bored as fuck. Yeah. And then he says, would you like to see the back of the van? And she's like, would I? <laughs> she says, no. Or she doesn't even reply, I don't think. I think she walks off, doesn't she? What I do like that Larry does is they get up and he's like, oh, let me just leave a tip here, puts it down. And when she backs turned, he picks half <laughs> of it back up. half of it away again. <laughs> I like it. And they go in because... You, know, you know that barman? Yeah. You know the barman who's there? Sydney like, Poitier, yeah. He's just always giving them those little looks. Yeah, shaking the head yeah, and it's, stuff. Yeah, it's like, I was just there thinking, he's in on this. Does he know this is the same thing every day? Yeah, because he was the one character that seemed oh, like, to um, seemed to interact like without speaking, like Michael Caine in Mister Destiny. Possibly not seen it. Oh, just uh, Jim Belushi. He uh, wishes to have everything he's ever wanted, like a model wife, rich, and the bartender that the bar he goes to is the only one that knows what's going on. 
Michael Caine. Oh, he could have gone for The Shining. Or Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and the barman. That would have been great, wouldn't it, if Jack Nicholson was the barman in this film? <laughs> and he's in the frozen pose from The Shining when we cut to him. <laughs> it's snowing, isn't it, out there? <laughs> Bloody blizzard. <laughs> so when we cut to him, instead of shaking the head, he's just frozen doing that face. Well, why would he be behind the bar, frozen? I don't know, but I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, then, yeah. All right, then, yeah. I'll put it in the pitch. Jack That's absolutely stupid. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I love it. Add it. Jack Nicholson. He's in the pitch. Frozen Jack Torrance is the barman. <laughs> Maybe he's on the desk if it's a police, if Carl Weathers is in it. What do you mean if? Anyway, yeah, so off they go. Um, they go to the party. Uh, she's looking for Phil. Apparently Phil's already at the party. Yeah, he's already in there and he's got fucking sunglasses on. He's rocking the place. He's yeah, on the he keyboards. He does look cool. Oh, he does, yeah. Um, if you could play any instrument, what would it be? Um, if I could, yeah, uh, guitar. Like, well, like yeah, really well, yeah. guitar. Yeah, me too. My dad said he would love to play the piano. And I can see why, but being able to play the piano relies on you going to a place that has a piano. For, in order for you to show that off. You yeah. can't even take a piano with you. Or a keyboard. You yeah. just can't take it with you. But a guitar, you can take that with you. You can carry that around. You can carry a fucking piano around to someone else's mm. house just so you can show off, you can play it. I don't know, there's something more acceptable about carrying a guitar around. If you carried a keyboard around, yeah, I think that's less pre- acceptable. It's a bit pretentious, doesn't it? It does, like, yeah, like, but like a guitar you're doesn't. Like, I'm going to show off that I can do this. No one goes out into the middle of the street and busks with a keyboard. You can't get um, like a acoustic keyboard. <laughs> I guess that's a xylophone, that is, is a it? Piano, I think. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell, yeah. yeah. You know you don't play any instruments, do you? Though? Fuck it, I do actually, but uh, not well. Spoons. <laughs> the Glockenspiel, <laughs> have you know, you bastard? I also used to play the Glockenspiel. We were, glo- we were spielers, me yeah, and Ken. Yeah, yeah. I also play the bugle and the French horn. I, can... I, I have, I have two guitars and can't play them. I can play them badly. <laughs> I can play them enough so no one that can play a guitar thinks I can play a guitar. <laughs> I know about two chords. <laughs> and I have a bass guitar that I'm learning at the minute, which is behind me. Ooh. Thank you all, thank you all, thank you all, thank you all. Yeah, I can play the start of I Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that by Meatloaf <laughs> on, on the piano. <laughs> That'll impress the ladies. <laughs> it used to back in the 90s. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So I think we're, we're very talented, aren't we, me and you? Well, I can play the beginning of uh, uh, Sunshine of Your Love on bass. Oh, that's do, nice. do, 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 yeah. do, I can play do, the EastEnders do. theme on the keyboard. I think if we combine all this together, we'll get one <laughs> hell of a song. <laughs> Ready for the new Punxa Tony Motor Club album. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, where are we? Yes, he's he's rocking away on the on the piano, isn't he? She starts and dancing very, very 90s style, doesn't she? Yeah, like she's at a wedding. She's already like in she's like your a... she's your mum at a wedding kind of thing. My mum. Yeah. That is how she probably danced. Yeah. If she could be fucking arsed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my mom's like. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Andy McDowell's wearing, like, curtains as a as a waistcoat. Yeah. This is the 90s. And also, Nancy starts dancing, and Larry puts his arm around her. She's doing, like, the funky chicken dance, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure what she's doing. Yeah, and uh, she just knocks Larry's hand off her. Yeah. Larry's dressed like your dad. Yeah, my dad. Yeah. Yeah, got a, you know, a jumper. Big jumper, isn't he? Mr. Wild, that's all we know of him. Yeah. Big jumper. Big jumper wild, that's what they used to call him. <laughs> yeah, just big woolly. 
I've met him again at Big Woolly. Right, down your new mate. Like, what? <laughs> so, Ken, why does he keep calling me Big Woolly? <laughs> Rapper name. <laughs> yeah, just offhandedly say it to him. Rapper name, carry on. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he does look cool. And yeah. then he stops, he gives her the eyes as well, doesn't he, when he's playing? Yeah, he does, yeah. See, he starts slowing it down Slows a little bit. Slows it down, he's uh, hands it over the, the uh, teacher, she's there. She says, oh, he's my student. And she's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You, she day? doesn't ask him about it. She doesn't ask her about that, he's does like, she? Any day. Yeah. Um, obviously, the little girl, she's outside. She's doing the Jack Nicholson thing. She froze to death on the <laughs> piano teacher's bloody doorstep. Yep. Um... Then uh, the the old ladies they come over and say, "Oh, thank you, thank you ever so much for uh, changing our tire." Yeah, yeah, and all that, and uh, it's oh yeah, it's the triple A man and all that, whatever the bloody hell that is. Then it was like, "Oh, thanks ever so much for saving Buster, who you may recognise as your brother." Yeah, and he's just like, "Yeah, get some sharper teeth, you good-looking bastard." Is yeah. what Bill says. Yeah, you beautiful guy. Yeah, uh, the married couple they come over, they've got married. Um, although they're getting married, uh, he's uh, Bill's talked her into marrying Michael oh, yeah. Shannon because she right. wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah, she was having second thoughts, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. He's so, convinced her, and he's bought her. They bought bought some presents. It's it's good as well because uh, she says thanks ever so much, and she kisses him, and um, Michael Shannon kisses Rita, and the look that 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 girl gives him is brilliant. Yeah, it's just like oh, that is superb. Yeah. She's furious. <laughs> and I think you can tell by Michael Shannon that he doesn't like the fact she's done that to yeah. Bill, so just, he does it to yeah, her. Yeah, it is great. Yeah. The, the, and, uh, and that's what marriage is all about. <laughs> yeah, tit for tat. <laughs> uh, Less tit. Yeah. Just, just tat. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my speech. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the present that he got them was WrestleMania tickets. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Imagine that in the 90s as well. That's prime time. Let's have a look. What was the 1993 WrestleMania main event? Was it February the 2nd? So it had just been the Royal Rumble. That's at the end of January, isn't it? Yeah, WrestleMania's like April. Yeah, so it's it's upcoming. Oh, it might be a terrible... Oh, dear. Sorry, kids, it's a, it's a bad one. <laughs> the headline was Hulk Hogan defeating Yokozuna. Whoa! That was after Yokozuna beat Bret Hart. That was the, and then Hogan comes out and just wins, and everyone was pissed off and booed the the ending. Also had the Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Remember him where he had like the the body suit that made him look <laughs> naked with the fur on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. was that WrestleMania that I them used, two went to. I used to have that suit. <laughs> you now own it off him. This is where it's a work. <laughs> Still, it's a nice idea, isn't it? I mean, that, maybe they didn't know at that time who's going to headline WrestleMania. You know, so it's, it's a nice time, nice touch. Well done, well done to Phil. Well done, Phil. Uh, and now we get the annual let's raffle off men. Like yeah, first of all, someone says Doctor Connors as well, and so oh, he's yeah. like Felix. Felix has got his, his bad back. He's, he's feeling a lot better now, and he can do more chores. And he says, I'm very sorry to hear that, Felix. And a little bit of laughter again. And Andy McDowell's looking there like, she cannot fucking believe what's going on here. Andy McDowell doesn't know whether to shit or wind her watch. So she does both. Yeah. Right there in the middle of the party. You see, Buster's wife kisses him full on the fucking mouth. Yeah. When he comes up. That's weird, isn't it? It is weird, yeah. But, you know, she's one of them women, isn't she? (laughs) What do you mean? Keep it in the family. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is weird, but uh, yeah, sometimes it happens, doesn't it? Anyway, yes, it's time for the bachelor auction. 
which uh, is incredibly sexist. I was very, this. very upset about the whole thing, and I, I wrote in to Harold Ramis. Unfortunately, he died years ago. However, I was absolutely furious. Mm. They're treating Bill Murray like cattle. Yeah, like a piece of meat. That's all he is to them. A piece of meat. Bill Murray meat is what they called him after yeah. this. For years. There's an old woman that wants to have sex with Bill Murray, and she's willing to pay up to $10 for it. Yeah. And then Nancy, she starts joining in with the auction. Yeah, she wants to have sex with him for more money. Larry looks crestfallen. Yeah, if he could. He's never looked overly confident with himself, has he, Larry? But uh, yeah, yeah, he's not happy about Bill it. Bill thinks, oh, if he kills himself, he'll just repeat tomorrow anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> um, Andy McDowell ends up just cutting through all the bullshit. And actually, is it the... Uh, the, the waitress from the diner, she starts bidding on yeah, Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, she, she wants a bit of it. She wants a bit of Phil. The yeah. thing is, right, it's still all their first day. Yeah. So they've only had this day, but they all absolutely love him. I always wondered this, because, like, the days before, and, like, Andy McDowell's character, he's been an absolute cunt. Yeah. So just today yeah, where so he's... just today, he changes her entire mind. We'll do that at the end. Yeah. We'll do that at the end. Okay. I've got any issues with that. Because she comes out, Andy McDowell, um, Rita, comes out and says $336 and whatever cents. I think you'll find it's $339.88. Well, that's why I was outbid. That makes sense. Yeah. How would she have that money in her purse? You know, like when you said he gives that, all that money to the homeless guy. Yeah, he's just walking around with that cash. Back then, I suppose, you did have cash. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it was checks or but cash back then. Weird. Wasn't it? That's a, quite a large amount for her to have, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe she feels safe, punks a tawny, to be able to walk around with that kind of money. I guess so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of money. And um, she wins. Everyone else is like, son of a bitch. Well, Bill Murray's brother's like, I couldn't possibly take any more bids. (laughs) It's like, oh, we don't raise any more money for charity then. Okay, then, Buster. fuck him. And she wins, and she gets us, you are my slave now. You'll do whatever I demand of you. Poor. Imagine (laughs) that. Imagine that with Andy McDowell. I don't know, she'd probably just be like... Can you sing me a song? You know, just can you quote French poetry yeah, to me? Can you buy me some flowers? Can you like just paint the house? You'd be like, fucking hell. She it's... got bought by the um the diner waitress. I bet she was a right dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute filth. Filth monger. <laughs> Absolute filth whore, that one. She had total sleaze. <laughs> Apologies to the actress who plays the <laughs> the waitress. Unless you are a filth whore, then let us know. Get in touch. Yeah, so to speak. <laughs> it's cheaper than $339. I'd give you that for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Larry, because he's upset, he jumps on the stage. He does, yeah, looking like a bloody bowling pin, doesn't he? He does, he's yeah. Stood up there. <laughs> he he rotates himself, doesn't he, Larry? He, what do you mean? He, he turns around so they can see him in all of his glory whilst ah. there's some music playing. I thought you meant he rearranged his dick. <laughs> he might have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Buster was doing. <laughs> Rearranging Larry the cameraman's <laughs> dick. <laughs> It's all about presentation in this oh, business. It's all right, Larry, if I choke, Bill Murray will come and <laughs> sort me out. <laughs> Ladies of the Bad Movie Court, have you ever rearranged a cameraman's dick? <laughs> Let us know, badmoviecourt.gmail.com. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, 
See, at 25 cents, he's not happy, but uh, it's all for charity. So, she's like, know. I got him! Maybe he's not happy, Maybe she's the bloody filth whore. Probably. Yeah. Dirty grandma. Teeth out. Cock in. <laughs> That's Pugs and Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the sign as you, <laughs> you drive into the town. <laughs> That's Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> Teeth out, cock in. <laughs> <laughs> That's their Punxa Tony motto. Yeah. It's no wonder everyone's at this party. No, number 35,000 people turned up to the Groundhog Day that year. <laughs> All looking like Larry. <laughs> anyway, right, we're, we're, well, we finished all that business, thank you. Yeah, stepping away from the big orgy that goes on at that fucking party. Um it's like society all over oh, again. Gee, yeah, probably is. Yeah, anyway, we get to meet Ned again. He wants to go with him, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And uh, Andy McDowell says basically no, which is quite funny. He says, let's not spoil yeah, it. Let's not spoil it. And he just laughs, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he's brilliant. <laughs> that he is really, a great laugh. He really is superb, the guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and obviously they just leave him to it. Um, yeah, and then they do some ice sculpting. And uh, he's, he says, look, it's you. It doesn't look fuck all like her, does it? No, it just looks like it's a great just, sculpture, but it's yeah. not. It's it's a woman. I'll give him that. It's it's a woman sculptor, uh, sculpture, but it's not necessarily Andy McDowell. No, and again, it's amazing, but it's just like a generic. Maybe we're being too picky, Ken, with ice sculpture. We know nothing <laughs> of ice sculpture. <laughs> You're right. We haven't had a, like infinity to bloody learn it, have we? Are you fucking Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> infinity, <laughs> not <Yes>. eternity. No. <laughs> infinity. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get confused with time and numbers. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Hey. I got you, yeah, so anyway, yeah, they, 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 uh, they have a kiss, don't they? Him and uh, Rita. Beautiful. So Phil and Rita, they have a little kiss. They share a kiss. And uh, it's a lovely moment. And then they go back to his. And at 6am, the same song, but it's a different radio show. And then uh, Rita farts next to him yeah. on his leg. <laughs> a big rumbling one. Yeah. Just like... You see his hair move. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that on his leg. Yeah. Yeah, because she's got her ass pressed against it. She sleep, well, she's sleeping 80s style up into the air, so it <laughs> moves his hair. <laughs> yeah, blows the uh, the lampshade. <laughs> the fringe on the lampshade. That starts moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's still there. He's broken the cycle, everyone. He makes sure by pinching her arm, and he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, you asked me to stay, so I stayed. He's like... But why are you still here? Which is a lovely thing to say to a lady. <laughs> That's uh, what they want to hear. They really enjoy that. If you do say that to them the next day, yeah, trust me on that. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. Yeah, today is tomorrow, is what he says, yeah. which is a lovely, lovely sentiment. I don't know what it really means, to be honest with you. I don't know what it would mean. Which makes it life. a good day. That's what he says. Yeah. And, um, you know, they get up. Well, they have a bit of a kiss, which again is a bit weird after just waking up. It always happens in films, but in real life, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell, get your fucking teeth done. You know, you do all that, <laughs> you know, all that romance. And um, then they get up, they go outside, it's different. 
Uh, there's nobody there going to the Groundhog Day. There's the car's not there again, but it is it is still snowing. Um, and he, you know, he says, "Let's live here." Yeah. And she says, "Well, it's only been a fucking day, hasn't it?" Yeah. But she doesn't say that. She just laughs and says, "Okay." It's like what? What? So it's only tomorrow for her. She's had one day. Yes, we know you've been through all that, but she's now realised that he's not a dick. After all the time that she's known him being a dick, he's now not. And, for one day. And, um, yeah, she's going to just like live with him forever. Yeah, and uh, also he's lived there 40 years and he still wants to live there for the rest of his life. Yeah. And that finishes. Yeah. yeah the, the film they go, ends. They go That's running it. off into the snow. Yeah. Almost like being in love plays and we fade to the credits. That's the film. What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost like being in love. There's a smile on my face for the whole human race. Why it's almost like being in love. What did you reckon then, Kay? You a big fan of this or what? I liked it. Um, I think it's the only the maybe the second time I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it since it was released first time. Hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not, it's not a rewatch film for me. No, which is ironic, I guess, due due to the nature of the film. But yeah, it's whatever. It's good. It's fun. A comedic. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the Bad Movie Court podcast. My name is Dominic Lawton. I am joined as always by Mister Kenby Wild. Hello there, <laughs> Ken. Is this does this belong in the Bad Movie Cult? Is this a bad film? It's. Not uh, no no not in the slightest no can't can't ever be putting this in a bad movie area no no it's a very good film very well made very well written uh, fantastically acted uh, it's amusing it's heartwarming heartfelt and uh, check it out yeah you've fucking seen it if you haven't. What the hell are you doing listening to us first? It doesn't make any sense, actually. <laughs> You've been out for 30 years. You've had fucking loads of time. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult, everybody. My name is Dominic Lawton. I am joined by Mr. Kenby Wilde. Hello there. And today, we are covering the film pitch. So let's go over to it right now. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So what have you got for us then, Ken? Well, I'm going to keep it on the same sort of thing, yeah. We'll relive the same day. And um, this time, instead of being a uh, a happy-go-lucky tale of redemption and story arc and, you know, learning if you don't better yourself, take the opportunities, then you will be doomed to repeat the same existence. Um, It's a uh, criminal, and he's, he's reliving the same day, and he just learns to be a better criminal. All the way through, every day, right? So he's he starts off um, starts off pe- petty theft and all that business, um, drinking, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, and then it, it escalates escalates when he realizes that nothing he does will ever have any repercussions. So it's exactly the same thing. There is no consequence for what he's doing. So he does more. Was it like killing people or yes, rape? Kill, torture, mm. burn. Does it all. Who's playing the I haven't got anyone for that. You're you're the casting you're the casting guy. How about uh the guy from The Walking Dead? Shane. John Yes. 
Yes, I like that. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah? You know what I'm talking about? The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? John. John? It's John. What's his name, John? John. Yes. Burntall. Yes, John. John Burntall. John Burntall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he's reliving the same day, every day. But he's he is in the same mindset, so he's learning. What's the moral of the story? There isn't one. Excellent. <laughs> no, there is no character arc. He doesn't. He doesn't redeem himself. Yeah. He doesn't decide to be good. He decides to be worse. Nice. Every day, so he's escalating worse, and only one man can stop him. Is he reliving the same day? Yes. There's oh only my. one other person that's reliving that same day, and it's police chief Clint oh, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it, of course. Clint Howard's in it. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's Carl Weathers. Police Chief Carl Weathers against John Burntall. Yeah. Uh, what's John Burntall's name in it? Um, I've got some ideas. Go for it. Um, Dick Spitz. <laughs> yeah. Dick Spitz. Yeah. Yeah. German immigrant, like. Um, that's his ancestry. Okay, we don't need it, but okay. His dad's a Nazi. His mum's called Fanny. Fanny Spitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's Maggie, not... Maggie Smith? <laughs> oh, no thanks. Anyway, we don't need any of that. So what? He's just called Dick Spitz. You live with it. Crack on. That's all we got to do. <laughs> we don't have to explain ourselves. Can his parents not be in it? Who do you want? Maggie Smith? Yeah. Not Maggie Smith. as Fanny Spitz. <laughs> Who do you want? So his wife can be called Fanny Spitz. Okay. Yeah? Who plays her? Maggie um, Smith. <laughs> it's too old. Um, Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who could he be married to? Um, Liv Tyler. She's yeah. not been about for a bit, has she? She's not done any films for ages. Yeah, Liv Tyler is Fanny Spitz. Yeah. Fanny Spitz. Yep, so Carl Weathers. Um, so what does he do then? Well, it's... First of all, it's his first day, Carl Weathers, as the chief. I was going to say, in the police force. No. <laughs> Fucking 80 years old, nearly. <laughs> 75, you son of a bitch. 35 years old. It's his first day as the chief. Fucking hell, he's about to retire. He just retired long ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's not Danny Glover. Wet behind the ears, 75-year-old police chief, Carl Weathers. Rookie. <laughs> Rookie police chief, Carl Weathers. All right, then, fuck it. It doesn't have to be his first day. I don't care. First day in a new precinct. He's been moved. He's the fucking chief. Oh, all oh, right, okay. He's in charge of a new precinct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And he's up against Dick Spitz. Low-level street thug. Uh, yeah, to begin with. Yeah, but obviously we've got... A Let's get through that pretty quick, haven't we? So we can escalate. Yeah. Um, bank robbery next, perhaps. We got to have a list of crimes. How's it? How's he escalate? Is that too much? What's the What's the first thing he does? Um, pisses up a door. That's the crime, is it? <laughs> it is, though, isn't it? The first ten minutes of the film is watching John Burntall <laughs> piss up a door. He's <laughs> fucking mental, or what? <laughs> Police Chief Carl Weathers sees him. <laughs> Police Chief Carl Weathers <laughs> vows to stop him. 
Is that it? Is it? <laughs> it's the last thing I ever do. Okay, now <laughs> we'll make a difference in this neighbourhood. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> That's what it says. Christ slams his fist how, on the table. How does it get to the so what? What's what's John Burns after he's pissed up this door and he's gone to sleep? <laughs> he walks off <laughs> and he wakes up the next day and he does it again, but on a, on a Two Does doors. he not freak out that the, the day's repeating? <laughs> this is on another two doors. Oh, what's this fucking <laughs> twelve hours long? This film, just a series of John Burnt all pissing. <laughs> it's like a dog. Plus, no one pisses up two doors. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone would. Yeah, oh, that's Dick true. Spitz would. That's true. That's what he says. That's that's how he gets away with it. Chief, we've got a report of pissing up doors rampant in the neighbourhood. Is that what someone? How says many to doors? Him? This is two. He's like, it can't be the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> so when Carl Weathers wakes up, he's also in a loop. Yeah. But neither of them are aware of each other at this point. Right. So how do they become aware of each other? They don't. <laughs> Maybe they do capture John Burntall. They don't. <laughs> Maybe they do capture John Burntall and in interrogation because he thinks no one relives anything. Yeah. He's walking past. He's, he's just sitting in. He's sitting in behind the uh, the mirror. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not just walking past <laughs> like he's on a fucking leisurely stroll. He's in there listening in. It's the biggest the jump. It's Dick Spitz, the big fucking bank robber. It's the pisser. Yeah, it's the serial, the phantom pisser of Cere- old London town. Serial <laughs> <Cereal> pisser. <laughs> you've pissed on your last doorknob. Is what I say yeah. to him. You've pissed on your last knob, Dick. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "You'll never, you'll never stop me. You'll never catch me alive, Carl Weathers." <laughs> he says, "We already have." He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Damn it!" So, well, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. Yeah, and it's going to restart we'll, all yeah, over again. We'll see. You ain't keeping me in here. Sorry, he does all that. And Carl, or I guess it would just be a battle of who wakes up earliest, then, wouldn't it? Because Carl Weathers will know where he lives. Just arrest him every single day <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the film before he can do anything. Oh, shit, yeah. Carl <laughs> just setting his alarm. Yeah, just no, 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 because it's six a.m. every day. Oh, is it? That's what time it resets. Right, so we're carrying it on. He can't mobilize. Can't just get up early. Yeah. No. How does he plan like escalating to bank robbery if he can't write anything down? Or is it just like forty years of the same day, like Bill Murray? Yeah. So he he does like Bill Murray rob the um, money. It's, it's hardly a thrilling heist, is it? <laughs> Groundhog Day. No, but he knows these like the uh, security yeah. schematics and everything, so he's just setting himself up for it. What if I stood in the bank every day for ten years? <laughs> yeah, I'd know the schematics of the place. <laughs> of course you would, because <laughs> you'd say, uh, "Sorry, I was looking for the bathroom whilst you're pissing up the vault." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, up the, up the front door. Yeah. <laughs> And they say, oh, please, come on in. I'll show you where the bathroom is. Does all of his plans involve piss? (laughs) Yes. He's the pissy bandit. (laughs) That's why he's called Dick Spitz. That's a nickname, is it? No. It's his real name. (laughs) His parents called him it because his dick was spitting. Well, go on, Ken. This is your pitch. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) What's his wife got to do with it? Nothing. You cast Liv Tyler. She's not been mentioned. She's eye candy. What's just in the background, like soft focus camera? He goes, yeah. "Is that fucking Liv Tyler back there?" Yeah, brilliant. While well, they're playing uh, crazy by Aerosmith. So, what? How does it end? Uh, it doesn't. 
No, how does the film end? No, it never does. It's still going now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, they break the cycle. Wow, does he kill him? They, they both will, die. Will there be like um, they both die? No one kills Carl unless he kills himself. He does. Carl Weathers kills himself. Yeah. Why? Because he um, with a harpoon. <laughs> but why? Um, to end the cycle. <laughs> they both die. He runs at him, uh, football charges him, and tackles him off the building. Who? Bloody Dick Spitz. Rugby tackles Carl Weathers? No, Carl Weathers rugby tackles him. But won't they just wake up at 6am? Not this time. But how come that breaks the cycle then? Um, Just because it's the end of the film. (sighs) Okay then, he says, stop pissing up doors. And he says, okay, that's how you break the cycle. He says, I won't then. He turns over a new leaf and he's no more pissing up doors. That's the film, is it? <laughs> yeah. Three cast members, one's not in it. <laughs> Lots of pissing on things and a death. Yeah. Nobody dies, really. Can't, can't die, then. Can not they? even a death. No. No reason for the time. No, no, he, he kills other people. Who does? Dick Spitz. Why? He, he progresses, doesn't he? He's not just going to rob a bank and that's the end of the film. What, what? That's not the end of his crimes. Why is he progressing, though? Because he knows how to, he can get away with it. He's just a maniac. Yeah, he's just a total sociopath. So why is Liv Tyler with him? Is she a sociopath? Uh, no, she doesn't know. She doesn't know? No, she's asleep. Right. Or she'd look the other way. Okay. She's blind. She's having her nails done. She's in hospital. She's in a coma. We got any set pieces? She's in a coma. That's how she doesn't know. Great. We could have just had literally anyone play this role. <laughs> We're paying for Liv Tyler. Yeah, it should be beautiful in a coma. We got flashbacks. Of what? Them two being happy. Pissing at walls together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, Liv Tyler could piss up my wall any day. There. That would have been the perfect way to end the podcast, but I'm just not happy with this film pitch yet. We can't. We couldn't possibly. Any set pieces? Car chases? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> loads of them. He's chasing him every day. But he doesn't know what he's going to do the next day. So although he knows who it is... Why would it, Why would Carl Weathers, if he's living the same day over and over, dedicate his day he has to try and stop Berntal when he also knows that that doesn't matter and it'll just reset? Wouldn't he go off and no, because... piss up his own doors? <laughs> he's got doors to piss up in his own dreams as well, Ken. No, because, as I said, like in the, in the, in the film, Groundhog Day... That would ruin their day, wouldn't it? Whose day? Carl's? Everyone else's day. Carl he Weathers ki- is dedicating no, he kills eternity. Himself. Yeah, he kills himself, right, in that one. He, he, bath, he puts in the bath, puts the toaster in the bath. He's ruined that day for everyone else there. That's what Carl Weathers is trying to stop. He's trying to stop the sadism and the the massacre and the, the crime that Spitz is all about. Mm. That's what he's trying to stop. They're not victimless crimes. Rape and murder aren't victimless, Don. Unless the day resets and then they're No, alive. because for the rest of that day, it's still ha- it's still happening. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think I'd bother if I was Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah, but it's Carl Weathers and That's you true. know damn well he would bother. Truth, justice, the American way. Exactly. It's yeah. what he stands for. Yeah, so he's that's what he's doing it for. You're getting tortured... Every day of your life, even if it's just for one day, and the next day you wake up, and then you get tortured again, that's fucking living hell right there. Does he say, because you've uh, 
you keep stopping me. I'm every single day. I'm going to kill one of your family to Carl oh, Weathers. Fucking hell, yeah. Go on then. You like that one, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so Carl Weathers has got to stop. And it him becomes from... personal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he can't handle it. He can't take that sort of fucking mental torture and abuse. Yeah. Big Carl Weathers. He's not going to stand for it. Every single day, Berntol's trying to kill his fat, his son, daughter. Yeah, but he doesn't know which one. Yeah. So he tries to round them up every day and get them in a safe house. But they've got their lives to lead. They don't know anything about this. They're all other sides of town, like in the day. Of course they are. The daughters like at... 16 you, blocks. The, the, the daughters at college, the sons at McDonald's, and the wives at home. Ain't got time to go to all of them every single day. Ain't got time. So he's got to choose one. Then he's got to stop Berntol. That's the plot. Yep. What's it called? Carl Weathers Day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is Carl Weathers Day. <laughs> That's the tagline. Especially for him. That's the tagline. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah, so, I mean, are we, are we done? <laughs> Sounds like it to me, Ken. Sounds like it to me. Look, it's a bloody good idea. I just haven't fleshed it out properly. Mm. And I think that, it's just, the story's there. So it's John Berntoll. He wakes up, has a piss, goes back to sleep, wakes up the next day. Does it again. Eventually realises it's the same day repeating. He gets he gets arrested the first day. He, do, he does all that, so he actually does get arrested. But that's when he wakes up and he's not in jail anymore. That's uh, So straight away he's just like, what the hell's going on? Thinks he's blacked out, maybe. Yeah, and Carl Weathers um, saw him get arrested and says, "Where's the the prisoner in cell? Where the hell is Dick Spitz?" Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "I don't know who that is, or he hasn't been arrested, or whatever." So he thinks something's up as well, and he finds out it's being repeated. He talks to his family. Who's the, who plays his family? Who's his wife? Um, everyone from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Will Smith is going to be Carl Weathers' wife. No, no, not him. Jazzy Jeff. Uncle no, Phil. he's not allowed to do anything without Will Smith. So, no, them two are out because, you know, it's just, just the actual family that Uncle live in Philly. Uncle not Phil. in Philly, were they? Beverly Hills. Bel Air. Bel Air. <laughs> Clues in the title, Ken. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not Uncle Phil. He is the Uncle Phil character. So it's just the rest of that family. The, the whole family play Carl Weathers' wife. So the wife of Phil plays Carl Weathers' wife. Oh, who's that? I don't know. But you know the family, though, from Fresh Prince. Well, they had two wives, didn't they? He's not bloody Arabian. <laughs> Arabian. <laughs> yeah, I know, but okay, the first one. Okay. Whoever's, whoever's easiest to contact. Okay, whoever's closest on our yeah. Rolodex. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. That'd yeah. be easy to put on the fucking description of this episode. <laughs> Starring yeah. Carl Weathers and the first wife from the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. the Bel-Air. family from Fresh Prince <laughs> of Bel-Air. That's it. That's all you have to do. Who's his son? Billy Carlton. Carlton? Yes. What's his name? Fucking Carlton, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Carlton from the Fresh Prince. Yeah. And who's his daughter? The, other, the daughters. What's her name? Is it one of them called Daphne? Or is that Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo you're thinking of, yeah. <laughs> I know the younger one was called Ashley, and that was it for me. Are you sure she's not called Ashley? Uh, no, fucking Daphne. I have no idea. Okay. I fancied both of them anyway, so there we go. Excellent. I was very forward-thinking. So, 
he eventually arrests him again for because he's escalating his crimes. Carl Weathers arrests him again. He overhears him say in interrogation that the day's repeating, so he's just going to wake up in the whatever. Yeah. And Carl Weathers, like, what the hell? Seeks him out next time and stops him before he commits another crime and tries to say, like, we're in the same time loop or whatever. Bernthal's having none of it. Uh, and eventually it gets to the point where Carl Weathers is stopping him all the time, so he's like, right, I'm actually going to go after your family now. And yes. then he goes after the family. Yes. And Carl Weathers got to stop him for it's that a race as well. against time to save his family. And how do they get out of the loop? See, that's it. Don't know. Because they must kill each other Num- at various numerous points. times. Yeah. yeah. Do they get out of the loop when they become friends? <laughs> when they <laughs> share, share a drink. When they become lovers? When they have a chat. That would be... Um, no, that's not happening. No. Burnt Hole and Weathers just having a little... No, it's not happening. Not in this film. Burnt Hole just has a little fondle of Carl Weathers' balls. No. Maybe, but in a, <laughs> in a, <laughs> only in a threatening manner. How do you do that? I'll show no, you. No, 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 no. Sit down. <laughs> it's like, right, here we go. No, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's not in a loving way. You can cop a man's balls in a threatening manner. Seen it many, many times. <laughs> Does it end with Liv, Liv Tyler waking up from the coma? Yes. He's only doing it because she's in a coma and he's trying to fund her medical bills. There we go. That's right. why he's committing crimes and raping everyone and murdering people and pissing up doors. Yeah, because pissing up doors will get you a surefire <laughs> way of getting your medical bills paid. <laughs> that was just... He was... That was a coincidence. Plus, that he was caught for pissing up a door. Okay, that wasn't that wasn't him starting to fund. If the day repeats all the time, why would he? Because she's been in a coma for fucking years, seven years. Like, so hard to kill. he keeps trying to do bigger and bigger jobs because he wants more money to pay, thinking that might get me out of this. Yeah, because if if he can pay for an operation, she'll be cured. Although he could just do that when he first realizes, couldn't he? But then she's back in the coma the next day. I don't think it's a, a case of being cured. I think it's just paying the fucking bill, isn't it? What happens in America? They just pull the fucking plug on people like that if they can't pay. I think so, yeah. <laughs> and they just murder them. Yeah. And Carl Weathers is stopping him, so he says, okay, then every single day that you they, stop me... They have a heart-to-heart, like in Heat. Yeah. And Al Pacino and uh, is, Robert is, De Niro sit down and have a chat. Is Bernthal saying, for every day that you stop me, I'm then going to go and kill one of your family? Yeah, he says that, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually, because they do it for so long, they have a sit-down and a heart-to-heart whilst they're both pissing up a door. Mm-hmm. Two, the, two, two doors. Could it be like um, um, Michael, you know, like in the Michael Bay films where they have the um, the either side of the wall chatting to each other? They're just pissing up the same door, but on either side. Yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. You just see the streams hitting the, the, the same <laughs> at the same angle. What are they talking about? Life. What does that entail? Well, it tells everything, doesn't it? Life. <laughs> it's a very existence. Also, it turns into like a fucking... <laughs> Philosophical chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if if two people pissed up the same door... Would anybody hear it? But didn't know the other one was doing it, would both of their feet get wet? Yeah, it makes you think, doesn't it? Email in, badmookorgmail.com. <laughs> makes you think. Do you agree with that? Or do they come to a truce? How, do they, how would that... 
Well, yeah, well, they both finish pissing, don't they? Can't piss forever. Yeah, but the, the point of the can't fucking piss conversation. All the time. Remember that from the crow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't piss all the time. They, ca- they, they can't just end. The, the whole point of them having a conversation isn't <laughs> so they have a pissing contest, literally. <laughs> Isn't you said it? you said they had a heart to heart. It's not just them just seeing who pisses the longest. Surely to God, <laughs> that's how you stop it. <laughs> I can piss longer than him, and I win. Male dominance asserting, sorted. What? So right. <laughs> thankfully, Carl Weathers pisses like an absolute racehorse. He is just <laughs> hammering that out. So oh, it's like the Ghostbusters stream from the, <laughs> yeah, from the proton pack. It. As long as they're both... Maybe they do cross the streams, and that's what stops it. You're a bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Oh, God. <laughs> Should we just say yes and end this fucking episode? <laughs> so there you go, it's a film. Okay, well, let, let's, ask, let's ask the listeners. How are we going to end this film? How should we end... How should we end this film? What's it called? Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers Day. Day. <laughs> How on earth are we going to end this? What breaks this cycle? Yeah. You tell us, and we'll go with whichever one's our favourite. Yeah, you do, you do our job for us. Yeah. <laughs> for once. Not a job, though, is it, Dom? It's a hobby. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It'd be nice if it was a job. Give us money. Yeah, after a film literally just about John Burnt on Carl Weathers pissing, <laughs> why wouldn't you give us money? <laughs> well, I was the only one who came up with an idea, wasn't I, Dom? You got anything written down for a pitch? Have you? No, yeah. I never do. Yeah. <laughs> well, nor do I. That's how we get so far off topic. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think to Groundhog Day? Did you think it was as terrible as we did? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know the email address, bad movie. Co- Once you finish with your, this is how John Bernthal's pissing film will finish. <laughs> write us an email about what you thought of Groundhog Day, or you know, get in touch with us over social media. Reply to the uh, the um, tweet we put out about the episode. We'll read it. Don't you worry about that. Damn right, we will. We need to get this sorted so we can sell it to the big studios. I mean, you're already listening to us, so I don't need to tell you where you can find us, but we are on all podcasting platforms. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can. You simply need to leave us a like, a review, a subscription on the platform that you're listening to us on. Uh, a review is an absolutely massive help. It's the, if you want to support this podcast, that is the best way for you to do it currently, by giving us a review, getting us found by new listeners. Uh, it's greatly some, appreciated. Give us some bloody retweets. Give us, give us a good bit of that. We're getting quite a few of those now. It's very nice. Very nice to see. I would like to take this opportunity to say that we both of us have been um, bowled over by the... Both of us have been blown. <laughs> both of us have... <laughs> During the recording of this. <laughs> Fucking how we wish. No wonder we sounded so giddy. <laughs> by the filthy sleaze whore that worked in the diner. Yeah. <laughs> Punxsutawney. <laughs> how offensive you are listening again. Yeah, we've been bowled away by the reaction to the Troll 2 episode. So we just want to thank everyone that's listened to it and given us feedback and enjoyed it because uh, I'm very surprised by the listening figures. So thanks very much. I'm not surprised. I knew we were on to a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Ken's not saying thank you. If anything, if anything, I'm disappointed with those who haven't listened to it. Ken's not saying thank you. He's more saying you're welcome. That's, that's, what, he's, <laughs> that's what he's getting at. Join us again. We'll be back next week. What's the, what's the episode released next week? Oh, fucking I don't know. Don't fucking say it in case you... It's, it's not Valentine's you... Day one, is it? Uh, it might be. This is the second. Yeah. Valentine's Day is the 14th, as you well know. You old romantic. <laughs> yeah, so who knows? Who knows what we're going to release next? 
Dom doesn't. <laughs> I sure as hell don't. <laughs> Until then, it's going to be as much a surprise to you as it is to us. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. See you later, Ken. See you then. Bye. Prediction show. Liv Tyler could piss up my wall any day.